Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thanks for joining us here on this podcast for the purpose of listening at least to the introduction of a five-hour series on CD entitled Joel's Journey on the Day of the Lord. I want you to understand the day of the Lord is a special time in history, any time in history, in fact, when God intercedes in the affairs of men personally on the earth. It has a general usage, that's a thousand and seven years long, and a specific usage, that's the day that Jesus Christ comes back to the Mount of Olives in the city of Jerusalem. Well, I'm going to tell you about that, and in fact, if you can take a moment and listen to the introduction of the five-hour audio series, Joel's Journey on the day of the Lord, you'll understand better what I'm talking about. So if you will, take a few moments. Let's listen now to Joel's day of the Lord, an introduction to Joel's journey on the day of the Lord. Take your Bibles and turn with me to the book of Joel, the book of Joel. We're going to spend uh, five sessions in the book of Joel. Again, a very small book, but uh, a powerful book as it relates to those events that are happening even as we speak. We're going to speak to some of the issues that Joel happens to deal with. One of them will be what many thought on the day of Pentecost might have been or well been the fulfillment of Joel chapter 2 verses 28 and following. We're going to talk to that issue and ask uh, from the scriptures what is going on today. Has Joel chapter 2 been fulfilled in days past? Is it being fulfilled today? And are we looking forward to it and being fulfilled in a future time? We're going to be talking in the next session about the land. We're going to be talking about what about this peace movement? What about the quest for peace, the elusive quest for peace that is unfolding Almost every moment of every day, every major world leader doing whatever he or she can to bring about a peaceful coexistence in our world. Uh, peace negotiations going on not only in the Middle East, but in Europe, between England and Northern Ireland, in Africa, all over the world. These negotiations going on for peace, but in particular focused on the Middle East and indeed on the state of Israel, the city of Jerusalem. So we'll be dealing with some of these issues and looking forward to spending the time in the book of Joel. The book of Joel is a book written by an author, rather obscure. We don't have a lot of information about the prophet Joel. In fact, as we look at the time in which Joel was living, we're not absolutely sure. We haven't come to any conclusions. Bible scholars probably choose three different time periods in history when Joel would have been a prophet. Most of them will conclude, and I will agree, that he was a prophet to the southern two tribes. Remember in 1 Kings chapter 11, after King Solomon was the king of Israel, the third king of Israel for a 40-year period of time, at his death, the kingdom was divided. Ten tribes went into the north. His adversary, Jeroboam of the tribe of Ephraim, took over that particular section of the Jewish world. And then two tribes stayed in the south, Judah and Benjamin. And over that particular aspect of the 12 tribes of Israel, Solomon's son, Rehoboam, became the king. It was not long after that 
that along comes Elijah and Elisha. Elijah, the great prophet, although he never wrote any prophecy, he was indeed a prophet. And then he passed his mantle on to Elisha as they crossed over the Jordan River. And Elijah was caught up into the heavenlies. One man who lived on this earth, walked on this earth, and then walked with the Lord in just a matter of moments. Never has died. And I believe Malachi chapter 4 gives us information that he will be one of those two witnesses during the time of the tribulation in the first three and a half years of the tribulation period. And I would probably suggest that Joel was a contemporary of Elijah and Elisha. And in the years of Joash, who was the king of Judah. We're talking now about 900 years before the birth of Jesus Christ. There are other opinions by other good Bible scholars who say that it was probably later down through history, closer to the time of the exile, when you remember Daniel and Ezekiel were taken into the Babylonian captivity. That is called the exile. And all prophets are divided into three categories. Those who were prophets before the exile, during the exile, and then after the exile. Zechariah, Malachi and Haggai prophesied after the Babylonian captivity or the exile. Daniel and Ezekiel prophesied during the Babylonian captivity. And it has been the general understanding that all the previous prophets prophesied prior to the exile or the carrying away into the Babylonian captivity. And Joel would be one of those. I do believe that Joel prophesied the 900-year period before the birth of Jesus Christ, not up close to the exile, or after the exile, which some scholars, I think Charlie Dyer being one of them, who has placed them over in that period of time. Now, the reason I come to that conclusion is because of what he is prophesying about. We're going to notice in the first 14 chapters of the book of Joel, he is starting in a local situation and is going to deal with an issue that is going to be a prototype or a typology of the day of the Lord, which he's going to introduce. In fact, if I had to title this study, I would title it Joel's Journal on the Day of the Lord, and we're going to be looking at what he has to say. I believe that Joel stood up on the mountaintop, looked down through the corridors of time, introduced a very important concept as far as prophecy is concerned, the day of the Lord. Now that phrase, the day of the Lord, or sometimes in Zechariah, referred to as that day, but meaning the exact same time, the day of the Lord is used 75 times in all of prophetic scripture. It's used six times here in the book of Joel. It's introduced, it's laid out, it's described, it's defined for us in the book of Joel. And it is key, if you're going to understand prophecy, if you're going to understand how things happen, if you're going to understand when things happen, you have to understand the day of the Lord. And we're going to look at that momentarily. Look at the first 14 verses with me, though, in chapter 1, because this is going to be the prototype that Joel is going to use, he's going to describe from this local event that is happening in his day, he's going to talk about my land being invaded, and we're going to look to the future with the same principles. And, and by the way, let me just say before we look at Joel chapters one, uh, chapter 1, verses 1 to 14, all prophets basically did this exact same thing. I talked about Zechariah. Remember Zechariah? Zechariah prophesied after the Babylonian captivity. What was Zechariah and Haggai's ministry, for example? Haggai, the older of the two prophets, Zechariah, the young priest 
who both of them prophesying to the Jewish people at that time. They just returned from Babylon in the captivity, the 70 years there, and they were saying to them, rebuild the temple. Haggai becomes more direct. He said, you have your own homes. What are you doing? You're you're worried about yourself more than you are about the home of the, the house of the Lord. Get involved in rebuilding the temple. So both of these prophets, Haggai and Zechariah, start from a local situation and look into the future. It is in Zechariah, for example, chapter 6, verse 12, where we understand that Messiah will build his temple. You look at Ezekiel. He's going to be taken into the Babylonian captivity. In fact, he is taken to the Chabar River which is a tributary out of the Euphrates River just outside of Babylon. And there he is going to be involved in a ministry. That's the location where he lays on the street for over a year, period of time, and gives testimony, where he cuts his hair off, where he does ridiculous things like baking his bread over human excrement. Well, not human excrement. That's what he was told to do. But then the Lord changed it to cow manure. I'm not trying to be vulgar. That's exactly what chapter 4 of the book of Ezekiel talks about. Break your bread over cow manure, he is told. And when his wife dies, chapter 24, what does God tell him to do? Don't mourn. So he's starting from a local situation and bringing forth prophetic truth. Daniel, he's taken into the Babylonian captivity. He is in Babylon. He's being trained to be a part of the group of men who were counselors to King Nebuchadnezzar. And and so he speaks from where he is, from local issues, looking into the future and using these. Remember when he interpreted the dream, what did he say to Nebuchadnezzar? When he saw the head of gold, he said, O Nebuchadnezzar, thou art the head of gold. And now Joel's going to do the same thing. There's going to be an unbelievable invasion of locusts on his land, and it's going to wipe it clean. And that's the first 14 verses as we get into the book. You've been listening to the introduction of a five-hour CD audio series entitled Joel's Journey on the Day of the Lord. The Day of the Lord, a special word or phrase that is used in the entire Bible some 72 times referring to the day that Jesus Christ will step back on earth there in Jerusalem on the Mount of Olives. We'll talk about God's jealousy for his land, Joel's day of refreshing, prepare for war, not peace, and God's holy mountain in holy Jerusalem. Those are the aspects, the five different studies here on Joel's Journey on the Day of the Lord, a five-hour CD audio series available for you to get a copy of so you can study this very important prophetic book from the Old Testament. You can call our toll-free number. It's 8, Prophecy 8, 877-674-3298, toll-free from across America. Or you can go to our website, www.prophecytoday.com, and find out how you can get your own copy of Joel's Journey on the Day of the Lord. Thank you so very much for joining us. And remember, Jesus Christ could come at any moment with the rapture, shouting to call us up to be with him. It could happen before I even complete this sentence. With that said, what else is there for me to say except let's keep looking up until...